Well, this morning, if you would, I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, it's in the Old Testament. It's right after the book of Psalms. It's what we call the wisdom literature in the Bible. Written by Solomon as words of wisdom for you and I today. So Proverbs chapter 4. Uh, Bill started a series uh, last week. It's a very, very simple, simple series that we are, we're saying is a, it's a New Year's resolution. And I like to think of it this way as uh, your best new year. Like what's going to make it your best new year? When you really think about it. I mean, has anybody made resolutions or tried to say, hey, I want a new pattern in my life? Anybody done that? Or just me? I'm a personal trainer, people. I work on goals, okay? So I'm always, you know, trying to think through what can I do better. Um, and oftentimes, you know, resolutions, we, we start, and then like three weeks later, we're, we're they're out the window, and then we feel like a failure. I don't want to do that. I don't want to give a sermon that gives you a bunch of goals. Then, hey, they're easy to fail. Yay. I accomplished something, right? But I do want to have a resolution, um, just one way, and I, I almost refrain from saying a, a resolution, but um, maybe a pattern for your soul, a pattern for your heart, and that is that you would consistently hear from God, that you would listen to God in your life, that you'd really listen. And maybe that is a good resolution, that you would simply be a better listener, has anybody struggled with listening? I'm seeing some smiles already. That's great. Has anybody struggled with listening in conversation? Okay. Can you resonate with me on this? So I, I am not the greatest listener. My wife would be the first to tell you that. I, I've got a deep-rooted problem. And, and, that's, and my kids will say the same, but if, if dad or... My wife's husband is, is looking at his phone and, and messing with his phone, and you say something to me, I can't hear you. It's like talking to a wall if I am doing something else. So if my wife wants to have a conversation with me and the football game is on that I care about, she knows there's no way. Yes, right? There's no way. Like, it's just not going to go through. She cannot have a meaningful conversation because it's impossible for a husband to listen because he's completely distracted. You can understand that. And same thing with her. If, uh, if we go out to dinner, and it's just her and I, and we want to have a date night, and I want to have some meaningful conversation over dinner, I can't have Christy in this seat that sees out to everybody. You know Why? Because she's a people watcher. And so, right? So instead of listening and hearing me, she's out there watching people and she's kind of lost in the dark. She's not going to listen to me. Because why? She's distracted. She doesn't have her attention on me. And that's hard, right? Isn't that hard when you're in conversation and you want someone to pay attention? And they're like, you know, like the dog. Like the dog sees a squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Right? Do you know what I mean? That's, it's so frustrating. It kind of drives you crazy a little bit. 
And I wonder, is that the way God is with us sometimes? He's always trying to grab your attention. And how often do you and I get distracted and we don't listen to him? And parents, you, you know this, right? You, you, I often will say, I love my kids. But man, it drives me crazy when I, they don't listen. They don't do what I ask them to do 5,000 times. It drives me nuts, but I love them. I wonder if God is the same with us. He is longing for us to hear from him because he wants to speak to us. And so often in life, the distractions of the world become the main voice. It's our shows, it's our phones, it's our jobs. You name it, so often we value those voices rather than hearing from the living God. And here in Proverbs, the wisest man in the world at this point is Solomon. He is known for his great wisdom. And the wisdom from Solomon is this. Hear the voice of God. Hear the voice of God. Pay attention that you'd have lasting, long, fulfilled lives. And so, let's read Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to read the whole chapter. And I pray that we would get wisdom, that we would listen to God this morning, and our lives would be different because of it. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1. Hear, O son, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you might gain insight. I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one on the side of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, and whenever you get, get insight. Prize her highly, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful, a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Here, my son, accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the path of right, uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. If you run, you won't stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they've done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they've made someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. 
Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them from within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. This is God's word. Hear the voice of God for your soul this morning. Solomon starts the book of Proverbs. And this is the main theme of Proverbs. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, he says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What Solomon is saying is knowing God and having a right relationship to Him, that is wisdom. And here in Proverbs 4, he's reminding us of the value, the great value there is in hearing the voice of God, hearing the word of God in multiple different ways. And so this morning, in terms of a goal, what I want the Lord to do is, is I want you to see the value for your soul to hear God's voice every day. Every day that you would hear from God. And so the the big idea I have for this morning, the, the main theme I have, is that your best new year is found when you're daily hearing God's voice. Daily hearing God's voice. It reminds you, right? It's interesting. The Lord's Prayer, what does He say? Give us this day our daily bread we need him every day every day we need his words his voice to speak to us every day and that's that's just one thing i want to see the lord do is that you you would make a commitment to say god your voice is more important in my life than my shows my things, all the entertainments, my phone. God, I value hearing from you because I love you. You're what's most important to me. And so I have two simple points. Right? It's one that you would hear from God for your own soul. And then secondly, that you would hear from God through others. And so first, hear from God for your own soul. And here's what I'm going to do. I just want to take a lot of different observations and just point them out. The writer here gives us eight different things to do in order to hear from God. Gives us eight different things to do. If you take a look in your bulletins, I actually have a sheet here for you. So pull out that sheet for me because I want to follow here. Uh, My teacher's coming out. If you don't know, I was a a biology teacher. So I'm a high school teacher by profession. So get that bulletin out. There are spaces for you to follow along, to write out so you can pay attention. 
because I know it's easy to sleep during my sermon. So hey, hopefully this helps you out. So, first thing he says, right? Verse 1. What's he say? Hear. You have to hear me. You have to hear God in your life. And in this hearing, what does he say? Be attentive. Don't be distracted. Pay attention to what I'm saying. There's, there's value and attention to detail. It reminds me that listening to God, like listening to someone else, is a what? A skill. Do you ever think that way? Listening is a skill. You have to train yourself. You, you have to concentrate to really hear someone. And the difficulty is, when you're listening in on a conversation, a lot of different things can happen. One of them being, while someone's talking, you're thinking about what they're talking about. And then what happens? You're not listening. Or someone's talking to you, and you think about what you're going to say to them next. You're not listening. Or you're listening to someone, and then you see the squirrel. <laughs> so you're not listening. It's the same with God. Listening to God is a skill. And he gave us something to listen to. And that's the word of God. He gave us his words so that we could understand who he is and listen into him. And if you take a look, it's interesting. He, he says, secondly, he says that be attentive. So it's here. Then it's be attentive. And then what's the result of that? When you hear and be attentive to God, what do you gain? So that you will gain what? Insight. That's the third one. You will gain insight. Sorry, on the notes, I got it wrong. I meant to have it up there, but you understand. Like the result of being attentive is gaining insight. And what is gaining insight? Knowledge and understanding. In other words, as you listen and hear the voice of God, you know him better. Because he's a personal God. When someone speaks to you in conversation over the years, you get to what? You get to know them. You have a deeper understanding because you've heard them time and time again. You know their heart. You know who they are. It is the same with God. I like what Annie Kidd said last week. I loved her testimony. What did she say about reading the Bible? She's, here's what she said. She said, I took John 15 and I, I took a moment to be alone with God. And here's what I did. So she said this verbatim. I dissected each and every verse of John 15 so that I could know Jesus more personally. Do you get that? She paid attention to the details of the scriptures and studied them so that she would hear from the living God and so that she would know him because he has chosen to reveal himself through a written word. That's how you gain insight. That's how you grow in knowing God. Study to seek to know Jesus. 
study the Bible to hear the voice of the living God. And then what else does he say? A third point. The way, the way you hear from God is by holding fast to the words. Look at verse 4. He taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast to my words. Let your heart hold fast. It's the idea that we're clinging to his words. We're not letting them go. It's kind of like God's saying to us with, with his words, and his voice, remember, remember what I'm saying. Remember it. Remember all the more so that what I'm saying to you, you're never going to let it go. Because if you let it go, if you let my words go, then you believe the lies about me. I mean, aren't you sometimes tempted to say that God doesn't care about me? That he doesn't love me, that he's not here with me? Well, when your heart is tempted that way, it's because you're not listening to his voice. You're listening to the voice of the world, of Satan, the father of lies, who loves to throw lies in our way. We have to hold fast to those words. And in verse 4, what does it say? It says to keep my commandments. That's the fourth way we listen. We listen by keeping the commandments. He says, keep my commandments and live. To, the way to hear God's voice is by obeying his commands. When you obey Jesus, you do draw near to him. When you're living the way he intends you to live, the presence of God is more powerful in your life. Because when we sin, what happens? You go away from God. I mean, you know, you know this, people. When you sin against your spouse, what happens? You're not drawing closer, are you? You're drawing away from them. The relationship is, is marred. Hear God's voice by obeying. And notice, it, it, you can't kind of see it here. But in keeping the commandments, in, in the Hebrew text, it, it basically says, live my commands. Live my commands. Yes, you are obeying the rules. But it's not just obeying the rules. It's, it's the path of life. It's the way of life. That if, if you would take your life and begin living the way God intends you to live, you'd find fullness of meaning and blessing and joy. It's not burdensome. Rules can be burdensome and overwhelming. The way of life and the path of God is freeing and joyful. Live His commands. That's how you listen to His voice. In verse 5, what does it say? Get wisdom. Get insight. Like it almost, it uh, literally means to, to take hold of it to grasp it, to possess it, to acquire it. And so I put on there, I think I put seek his voice. That's what he's saying. Seek the voice of God. Seek it, search for it, find it. 
Do whatever you can to hear from the living God. Make a commitment to hear from God. I love how Proverbs says it. Proverbs 2. If you seek for wisdom like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. He is saying if you seek God's voice, if you seek his words, you find him. You know God, right? The fear of the Lord, my right standing with God, my relationship with God, that's what wisdom is. If I grow in my relationship with him, as the Proverbs would say, or the psalmist would say, it's the friendship of the Lord. It's for those who fear him. An interesting verse, like, like, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. Wait, I thought the person I should be scared of was the guy I want to stay away from. No, no, no. God's friendship is for you and for you who understand that he is high and above, he is holy and you're sinful, and yet he has come to be near. The fear of the Lord is with those who are his friends, the ones whom he loves, the ones who Jesus said, you are my friends if you do what I've commanded you. And so in seeking God's voice, we seek to know him. In seeking his words, we seek to know the living God and, and who he is. And my question to you is, how much are you seeking? What does it look like for you to seek after God and his words? My son taught me a couple weeks ago what it means to seek. We came to church on Sunday morning, uh, I think New Year's Eve, and we had a meal here. And uh, after the meal, Isaiah left and then uh, came back to the house to, hel- to hang out with us for New Year's Eve. This is about 5 o'clock at night. And he goes, Dad, I think I left my AirPods at the church. And I'm like, great. So they showed up on his like little ping thing where he pinged right here. You, you know what I'm talking about, Eddie. Um, they pinged up, showing that they're at the church. And I'm like, okay, great. I distinctly remember the last year, the year before, someone had left their keys on the table at our food function. And those keys were wrapped up in the cloth and thrown in the trash, and they had to search through the trash to find their keys, and they found them, you know? So, you know what's going to happen here. I look for these AirPods. We don't find them. Isaiah, hey, bud, here's the deal. We have to search through the trash, okay? It's not what you want to do on New Year's Eve. I don't want to do it either, but that's what we're going to do because that's what dads do for their kids, right? So we're searching through the trash. I've got my sleeves pulled off because it's kind of nasty. I'm getting in there, you know, and I'm looking over at him, and I'm like, bro, you're not searching through the trash. You're just kind of nitpicking, look at it. Brother, you've got to look in it. It's disgusting, I know. I'm sorry, but they're AirPods. You can't find them at the top of the bag. You've got to get in it and dig in the trash, and it's nasty. 
right? You seek for something and you go through the details. It doesn't matter what the cost is because the, you know the value of what you're searching for. So we search through all the trash. What a fun time. Do we find the AirPods? No. 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 You know why? Because <laughs> he called me five days later. And he said, hey, Dad, found my AirPods. And I'm like, oh, really? Where? In my pocket, in my jeans? I'm like, bro, you're killing me. You what? You didn't search for them, man, but you made me. Do you seek for God regardless of the cost? And even the, regardless of how messy your life is, how things aren't going together for you the way they should, do you seek his words, his voice, and see the value of that far, far more than all the other things you value? Because it's worth it in the end. Finding Jesus is worth it in the end. You remember the parable of what Jesus said, right? There was a man that, that lost the treasure, and so he sold his field. And he sold everything he had to capture and find the treasure. If Jesus really is the prized possession of your life, you'll seek him and you'll seek his voice no matter the cost. And the sixth thing we see is we shouldn't forget his words. Right? It says get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget. Don't turn away from the words of my mouth. So my encouragement is you memorize if you memorize God's word, it doesn't let you go. It's always here. Commit to memorize Jesus' words. The seventh thing we see in verse 6 is you should love these words. Don't forsake her. Don't forsake wisdom. She'll keep you, love her, and she will guard you. We should love Jesus' words. When you walk through the Gospels, you often will see these people say, never has a man spoken like this to us before. They were amazed at his wisdom. They were amazed that someone could speak like this. Who, who could give you freedom from sin? Who could forgive? Who could be there with you at all times, in all places, everywhere you go? The living God. He can. That you would love the words. And then finally, you would prize these words. In verse 8, prize her highly. She will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. It is interesting if you take a look at these verses how wisdom is personified as a she. Right? It doesn't mean God's a she. But it's personified. It's a person. Wisdom is a person. And that's right. Wisdom is a person. Wisdom is 
the living God. God is wisdom. The only one who is fully wise with perfect wisdom could speak the world into existence and make atoms and molecules all work together and to create the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the galaxies because he is full of wisdom and power and knowledge and excellency and beauty, goodness and mercy, holiness, and all that God is. And yet he is a person, making himself known in a person. Jesus, who came as a baby. And you remember what Michael shared about this, this woman? When Jesus was a little baby, 40 days old, his mom and dad took him to the temple. And there was Simeon was there, and there was this lady named Anna, the prophetess. She was 84 years old. She had been a widow for 50, 60 years. And what was she there doing at the temple? It says she never departed from the temple, worshiping, fasting, and praying. Do you know why? Do you know why she would be there? Because she prized Jesus, the living God. She prized hearing the voice of God. She knew if I go to the temple where God is and his people are, I will hear from God. That was her great commitment. She valued and loved and prized hearing from God. And that's what I want for you. That you would value and prize and love hearing from the living God who speaks to us through these words. Reading the Bible is often uh, termed a spiritual discipline. It is spiritual. Yes, reading, we, we do it with our eyes. We, we have the organ of our, of our mind to work so that we can think. We can hear and listen to words. But it's more than just the material it's spiritual, something I fully cannot explain. Reading the Bible is a spiritual thing where God's word and his spirit work in conjunction with us as we read to give us light and understanding so that we would know deep in our souls, God is here. He is with me. He loves me. He cares for me. He's He's always present with me. Folks, that's a spiritual thing. I can't fully describe it. God is a spirit. I mean, do you, right now, do you believe there's angels around? But you can't see them. They're spiritual beings. They're not made of atoms and molecules. The reading of the Bible is spiritual. John 17, the words I give you, they are spirit and they are life. So somehow the, the eternal spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is involved in the reading of God's word. And when that happens, 
you begin to hear clearly the voice of the living God. And so brothers and sisters and friends, those of you that don't know Jesus, you want to hear his voice? Read the word of God. Read the word. And you'll hear him far clearer than you ever have. And why? 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 Why do I need to hear from God? Proverbs, hey, he gives us simple, easy reasons. Like, why will this be my best new year? Here's eight reasons why. I'm going to try to fly through this. Eight reasons why. Why will hearing from God be your best new year? Here's why. Verse two. These are good precepts. It's good for you. You want to live a good life? You want to have a good life? It's here found in hearing from the living God because what he gives from his voice is good. Number two, what is it? It's life for you. Verse four, right? This is life. This is full of meaning and pleasure and joy because God's words are so good for our hearts and our souls. Verse six, what does it say? It keeps us and guards us. The words of God are what keep us and guard us. They keep us and guard us from evil and harm. The Lord's Prayer, right? Deliver us from what? Evil. God's word, hearing his voice is what helps keep you from evil and harm. What else does it say? It says you'll be honored and exalted, verse 8. Prize her highly, she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. Then in God's word and loving God's word and treasuring God's word, there's his favor. There is honor. Your life will be changed. It looks differently and people will notice that your life is changed. And it's not so much about your honor, but when people see Jesus in you, folks, that's the greatest honor. Because he's exalted in your life. And he will exalt you as a result. Verse 9. She'll place on your head a graceful garland. She'll bestow on you a beautiful crown. You'll be blessed, successful. God's hand, his blessing will be in your life. What else does it say? It says you won't stumble. You're not going to fail. Nor will you fall. Verse 12. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. If you run, you'll not stumble. Verse 22 through 23, it will be healing for your soul. These words in verse 22, what are they? They're life to those who find them, healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with vigilance for from flow the springs of life. It's healing. Who forgives the way God forgives? Like right now, who, who knows you? Who knows all the wicked things that you say deep down inside? Who knows all the wicked things you've done to others? Who, who knows all the ways you've been a jerk? God. Who knows all the struggles you have with condemnation that I'm never good enough because I'm a terrible person. He does. 
And in his words, he forgives. And he gives grace for those moments. And there's healing, there's such healing when you've truly found forgiveness in Christ that you understand that the cross was about his forgiveness for you that you could draw near to him. And finally, why? Why is it so important for you and me to hear God's voice? So your faith will grow. So that you have a faith that's big, bold, and courageous. Don't you want that? Don't you want to have a faith that moves mountains? Jesus said that you, you will have a faith that moves mountains. Don't you want to have a steady, solid trust in God no matter what? Don't you want to be courageous with your Christian life? When you hear God's voice, your faith grows. Romans 10, 17 says what? Faith comes through what? Hearing. Hearing the word of God. Folks, that, this is the blessed life. Your best new year, your best new year is truly found when you're hearing God's voice because all of these things will take place. And so, I'm going to give you two simple ideas to hear God's voice. Number one, it's right there on the sheet it should be, Read a proverb and a psalm a day. There are 31 proverbs. I've provided 31 of my favorite psalms. You can choose any psalm you want. But these are some of my favorites. Take 31 days and read them every day. That you would hear his voice in your life. Or, if you're like, man, that's a lot, then I'll simply say this. Read the sections of Psalm 119. They're in seven to eight verses. There are 22 sections. They say it takes 21 days to form a habit. So every day, take a section of Psalm 119 and read it. That you'd hear the voice of God every day. His voice is our daily bread. I want that to be deep-rooted in your souls. So, so the value of hearing from God for our own soul through His written word and also make a commitment to number two, hear from God through others. I'm just going to try to fly through this. Um, it's interesting when you, when you look at this, right? Proverbs 4 is God's word, but Proverbs 4 is Solomon. Solomon doing what? Solomon had to hear from God first, right? He heard from God. Then he took God's words, and then what did he do with them? He spoke God's words to his son. So his son heard from God through his dad. So parents, hear me. What is the commitment in your life that your kids are hearing from God through you? What does that look like? How can you grow in it? And what's interesting, if you take a look at Proverbs 4 again, I love this too, for all you grandparents. Solomon 
talks about his dad. His dad is David. Solomon says in verse 3, When I was a son with my father David, tender, the only one on the side of my mother, my dad taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. So what is Solomon telling his son? Hey, your grandfather. Your grandfather spoke the words of God to me. What a word for us grandparents in the room, for us parents in the room. How God, God's intention is for you to speak God's word to them. And how can you do that? How can you step into that? How can you allow God to speak through you that others would hear his voice? And so I've given you, you know, five different ways or six different ways. Um, one, that others would hear your instruction. I think that's the first one. Number two, is that you would listen to others and hear what they'd have to say from the Lord. And number three, that, that you would teach others. It takes time. You know, to teach takes time. So you have to commit to time spent with someone to talk about God's word. And, you know, if you take the, the, the Proverbs and the Psalms, you, this is something you can do. They're written in language that's not so hard to get. You can share this with someone and ask questions about it. So do that with someone else. Verse 11 says you live the word before others, right? I've led you in the paths of uprightness in verse 11. I've led you. So when you, by example, live out God's word, you're letting others hear it because they see it. They see it in your life. You should talk about sin and confession, the ways we're prone to wander from God. That's in verse 14 and 15. We struggle with sin. Who doesn't struggle with sin? Talk about it. Confess sin to another so that you be healed. That's what John says. And you show them right from wrong. Verses 22 through 27. He says, I told you about crooked speech. Take time to talk about what sin is. Show your kids right and wrong. Show your friends right and wrong. Those are good conversations. And when you do that, you're allowing others to hear the voice of God. So I'm just thinking through this, folks. How can you in this church hear from God through others? Join a group. Come there to service, say, I want to be a part of a group. I'd love to have you part of a group. Our prayer meetings are every Sunday morning. Right in that room, 9 o'clock in the morning. Our prayer night is the first Wednesday of every night. Our men's study meets every first Sunday of Saturday mornings. Our lady study is beginning. It's in your bulletin and in the retreat. Be a part of group life. Or two, get together with somebody. Just get to Sarah together with somebody and go over the Bible. I mean, there are multiple people who are doing that. There's a lady in our church who is meeting with her neighbors twice a month in an evening time. She's got a bunch of kids, but she's made a commitment to her neighbors to love them well. You can do that. 
Another young couple, they've taken their Thursday nights. The dude is reading through a book with his friends on Thursday night. I think it's on Zoom. And then his wife is meeting with their friends or their, uh, his friends' wives. She's meeting with those ladies and they're talking through it. They're making a commitment to hear from God through others. And there's other ladies in this church who are just spending a time with a younger woman, reading through the Bible, helping her learn what it means to live the Christian life. The value of hearing from God through others is something that's a must. It's not an option. God made you to hear his voice through others. You, you, you saw it right here, right? David, Solomon, Solomon's son. God has made it so that you would hear his voice through people. How much are people important to you? Don't live the Christian life on an island. Hear from God through others. And so, this new year, your best new year, I want you to listen to God's voice. Listen to God's voice. I've given you a bunch of stuff to do, right? And you have the freedom to fail in it. You won't seek God the way you want at all times. And then that's why I love how the psalmist ends his psalm in Psalm 19. It's fascinating. He's just given 177 verses on how you should seek God and value his word. And how does he end the psalm? He ends it with this. This is fascinating to me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant. Lord, seek your servant. For I don't forget your commands. Isn't that beautiful? There's forgiveness. There's the reminder that the gospel is this. You have failed. You have failed to listen to God. You have failed to seek God. You have gone your own way without him so often, so many times. You've pushed God off, but he has not done that. He has come to you. Jesus came to show us that he is there for us. He is with us. He was crucified, died, and buried that we would be forgiven and now enter into a beautiful, loving relationship where the God of this world is our Father and friend. And that's what moves us to love him. And we're reminded every Sunday morning of this gospel truth that Jesus came for us. And as we take communion to worship the Lord, to hear from the Lord for our own souls, for those of you that have not accepted Christ, and maybe this is like, what does it even mean to accept Christ? Come talk to me. Come talk to Michael, some of the folks up here. We want you to know and accept Jesus. And so this, this meal that we take, it's not for you yet. Come trust the one who died for you, that you would know his voice, and he would no longer be a stranger to you. And for those of you who are Christians, who are believers, I want us to take a moment and pray. Are you hearing his voice?
Or does God feel like a stranger? Take a moment and ask the Lord, God, come to me. Help me to hear your voice because I'm not hearing it. I don't know what the reasons are, but go to God for a moment and ask him to speak to you. Ask him to give you the heart that longs to hear from him and know him that you would know a sense of his divine loving presence in your life. And so if you would, let's pray and seek Jesus' voice.